You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 51 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli. With me today is Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. Unfortunately, Vicki Stokes was unable to make it. I think she's having internet issues, and if she can get those resolved, she will be joining us later on in the show. But for now, it's Suze and I. And before we start, I do want to mention that today is May 31st, 2014, and last week on the 25th was our two-year anniversary. Anniversary. <laughs> Can you believe that? I cannot believe it has been no, two years I cannot. already. And listeners, it wouldn't be two years without you. So we thank you very, very much for listening. And I'm going to put all our shameless plugs up front, Suze, instead of at the end of the show. Um, we want to talk about things that you want to hear about, whether it's show ideas, whether you would like Suze to do a tutorial on photography apps. As you know, she is a photographer and an artist. So if you have any photography apps or questions about art that you think Suze could answer, please let us know. We'd be happy to do tutorials. We would be happy to answer any questions. You can uh, talk to us in the Facebook community. You can reach us over at Google+. Anybody can start a conversation, not just one of us, so please put your questions or thoughts there. You can also reach us on Twitter and on email, and if you go to the Three Geeky Ladies website with the number three spelled out, there's a contact form if you'd rather do it that way. So we would love to hear from you, so all our contact information is on the threegeekyladies.com website. So please let us know, like I said, what you'd like us to talk about, uh, whether it's apps, whether it's what's going on in the Apple verse, uh, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. So today we thought we would talk about apps for movie buffs. Since this is movie season, the blockbusters come out, or, you know, at least in the United States at this time of year. So they have got to say that I do not enjoy going to the movies. I do. Yeah. But it has to be the right movie. Um, we went to see Godzilla last week. And in Texas, they have a couple of places. One is called the Alamo uh, Grill, uh, Movie and Grill. And the other one is Studio, Studio Movie Grill. And what I like about them, it's um, recliner. Well, not quite recliner seating, but very uh, comfortable padded chairs. It has a menu and a full bar. So if you wanted to have a glass of wine while you're watching the movie. And they have it down to a science. So you order and you have very indiscreet lights or however the, that particular facility wants to do it. Um, we went to the Alamo last week to see Godzilla and you just write your order on a piece of paper and you stick it in front of you and they take it. If you need water, if you need anything, you just put it on the paper and stick it in front of you. So it's very unobtrusive. And then at the very end, just before the end of the movie, they give you the bill so you can settle up. I like it. I like, I like doing that a lot. And the food is actually not bad. It's pretty good. But I still, of course, I prefer to watch it in the comfort of our own home. But, you know, you can't be a couch potato forever. So, <laughs> But Godzilla was not worth it. I'm sorry. I really wanted to like it because it had Brian Cranston in it. And you and I are both Brian Cranston fans. But he really didn't have a big role in it. And I, I don't know. I just... Um, the CGI effects, after a while, you get, I think I'm becoming jaded to them. And... 
I don't know. I, I had mixed I had mixed feelings. I mean, I, I'm sure people loved it if they grew up with Godzilla and they love the whole monster movie, but that's never been one of my genres, personally. Yeah. So. so my big thing about going to the movies is the screen is too big. It hurts my eyes. It hurts my ears. And it is just too expensive. Way too expensive. At least up here, it's about... I think it's now up to fourteen dollars. Wow! A movie, that's studio movie, yeah, yeah. That's studio ridiculous. studio movie grill usually has a special on Groupon or, or whatever, but it's five dollars a ticket. Now you can't beat five bucks a ticket. No, and then, I, I would go for five dollars. Yeah, but for twenty eight dollars for my husband and I to go to a movie, which is why I go app one Netflix. You and I both love Netflix. <laughs> well, you know. I love Netflix, and I love being able to to watch movies and TV shows, you know, on my iPad, of course, in my iPhone, but also to stream it through, to play it through Apple TV. The, the only thing about Netflix, and I'm really happy they have been really getting a lot of foreign films, because I love foreign films, and they've been doing better on the TV shows because of Breaking Bad. Had it not been on Netflix, I don't think I would have, you know, been so addicted to it. But I have to say, I just wish that if you did a search on Netflix and they didn't have the movie, because sometimes when you do a search, they list the movie, but they don't have it. And because now most people are going through the streaming service that they have instead of the DVDs, I wish they would put more of their collection that are on DVDs up to the app, you know, to the streaming mode, because that makes it irritating when you get the service for streaming and the movie you want to see is a little obscure or like a little esoteric film and it's only on DVD. So if they could do that or at least also let you put that into a list instead of your, um, you know, your, the list that you have, your your stream is I'm wondering if they if you search for a film and you they don't have it yet if you could put it like into a wish list so then if it does become available then you're alerted to it and you can check your wish list and say oh it's now available I can go watch it I would like to see that but otherwise mm -hmm. as far as Netflix even if they go up on the price I think it's still worth it for how much we watch on Netflix oh yeah what eight dollars now is it yeah eight dollars going up to nine yeah I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, but still worth it, you know. And oh, absolutely. I think they're really good uh, about getting the new shows. I think they've they've uh, done a good job, you know, contracting out with different distributors, and um, I think that's good. But I do wish they had more of also like the action thriller. I don't really want to watch you know 1984 action thriller movies anymore. So, and I just also wish if something came right out on DVD. I wish Net would. I don't know what the contract is, but I wish they would get it because if something comes right out, you can rent it. Isn't that whining of me? You can rent it on through iTunes, but if you have Netflix, it would be nice just to you know. I think the deal is thirty days. I think it is too. I think it is. Yeah. So in that case, we go to Redbox, and the Red. Um, do you have a Redbox by you? No, uh, we do have one. I think it's longer than thirty days, isn't it? Because I'm I'm looking right now on the recently added. And I, was, I don't see a lot of the brand new movies. Maybe it's 60? Yeah, it has to be because, I mean, it's none of the none of the new ones last year really uh, striking a bell with me. Because Redbox is really good. And with Redbox, um, I'm constantly, between emails and texts, getting free movie codes. Constantly. 
Oh, really? They, yeah. Oh, all the time. If you sign up for their text, uh, uh, having you having them send you texts, and they only do it on Tuesday and Friday, they'll send you a text, and it's either a completely free movie, or it might be rent one get one free, or it could be fifty cents off a movie. And I've pretty much done all those, the, all of them. Hmm. And the most I've ever paid for a full movie was a dollar twenty nine. That includes the tax. When we were in Florida earlier this year and visiting. Um, my father-in-law, we had nothing going on one night, so I said, "There's a red box by you. Let's go grab a movie." And it caught. And I didn't have any coupon codes at the time, so it cost me a dollar twenty-nine. And we saw Dallas Buyers Club. It was the fact it was the day after the Oscars, and Matthew McConaughey had just won Best Actor. So yeah, we just said, let's let's rent that one. See, because I don't see the brand new movies from last year on it right now, and I think mm-hmm. I think it might be a little. You know, the wait list might be a little bit longer. Eventually, they do get them, but it's just how long you want to wait for, you know, a newly released film that's come out on Blu-ray or DVD. So the only disadvantage of using Redbox is you have to get up, get off your couch, go outside, (laughs) get into your car and drive. But around here, they're all over. They're in the grocery store vestibules. They're in the the, uh, drugstores. They are probably, I probably have seven or eight of them within a mile. And the other good thing about Redbox, and I've never done this, but what you can do is you can go online and reserve the movie at the location from where you want to pick it up. So it's already there for you. Yeah, that's good. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to worry about yeah. getting there and saying, oh, great, it's sold out. There's still so many movies. Like uh, I like independent films as well. And that's how I came across Moonrise Kingdom. I don't know if you've ever seen that little quirky movie. No, never heard of it. Oh. Uh, Ed Norton plays in it, and Bruce Willis. It's just a, it's a really sweet, quirky, coming-of-age film. I absolutely adore it. But, you know, that's the one thing I like about Netflix, is that you can just scroll through and, um, you know, decide what you want to watch on a Friday or Saturday night when you're having pizza. You know, it's after a long, hard week. And I have, we've been able to find so many really neat films or TV shows that we otherwise would never have gotten interested in had it been not been for Netflix and the app. You know, because right. we had Netflix, the DVD, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But uh, I really love having the app because you can see the ratings. You can, you know, go to Rotten Tomatoes and now they include that. So you can see if it's, you know, good or not. Or It's a great way to binge watch. And I'm such it a is. believer in binge watching. That's how we got all caught up with Mad Men. We started watching Mad Men. We got through maybe halfway through season one and then just life got in the way. And then this year, I said to my husband, we are getting caught up on Mad Men. And we watched it like two or three episodes a night until the season premiere came on. I think we missed we missed the initial season premiere. And then by the time that show came on, we were done. And now it's awful because when we watch, well, now Mad Men is over for the season. But when we watch it, we have to stop and fast forward through the commercials. See, that's really funny you should say that, because when I, last year, I started watching MI5, and that, um, it's it's called Spooks in Britain, but it's basically a British uh, TV um, drama, and they had, they went on for 10 seasons, and I used to just watch like two or three a night, because I would binge, I was basically binge watching it, and I really enjoyed it, it was just, it was a great winter series to go through. But then when we, my husband and I decided to watch Breaking Bad, of course, we binged watch. After you watch, you know, one episode, you look at each other and go, one more? We'll just do one more, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is like, okay, it's one o'clock in the morning. We have to stop. But my son said, yeah, well, think about poor me. He said, when Hank 
you know, found the book in the bathroom when he went to the bathroom. He said, I had to wait in, you know, the whole summer because that was the season finale. And that is one nice thing about binge watching is that it's instant gratification. You don't have a long summer, uh, you know, to work through before the season's uh, new episode comes on. So that that is nice. But I also like... You just have to hope that nobody spoils it for you. Yeah. whatever show you're watching you hope that you don't already know how it ends yeah that's true that's the only drawback right. but I'm a huge believer in if for no other reason for binge watching is because especially shows like Mad Men and Breaking Bad sometimes there's a year and a half between between seasons yeah exactly it's not like when we were kids where the shows ended in June and resumed again in September there's such a long period of time that you have to say Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that happened last time. So now you can keep up and, you know, you remember all those little details. Yeah, because I think um, the one that I wanted to see people had recommended was The Wire. I couldn't get through it. We could not make it through The Wire. And see, they don't have it on Netflix. They have, you know, um, I'm looking and see The Wire is unavailable to stream. And that's that's been out for a while. So there's I, I don't know why you know maybe it's a licensing issue, but it, that that kind of thing is very frustrating. You know, the when you wire wanna... is on. Let me see. The wire is on Amazon Video. If you have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Video. Uh, excuse, let me rephrase that. If you have Amazon Prime, there's a lot of movies and TV shows that you get for free. Yeah, that's true. When you stream, and I'm looking at it right now, and you can get it for free. The wire. And, you know, I really need to be taking advantage of Amazon Prime more because we've been, it's going up, obviously. Um, I read that. And, yes. you know, I use it basically for the shipping. The only thing I don't like about it is I do think that if you buy Prime and you do have the Kindle app, I don't see why you still can't read a free Kindle um, book on your Kindle app. But you're only able to read it on a Kindle device to use that kind of library feature, right? Which irritates on, me. You can read your you can read your free book on any Kindle app, but you need a Kindle itself in order to download. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is that oh, okay. it, you know if you get a, it says that you can basically take out any books and read them for free. You know you have a mm-hmm. list of them once a month or however often uh, they say. But if you don't have a Kindle then you can't access that particular feature of Prime. You have to have the Kindle um, e-reader. So that's irritating. To me, I have the Kindle app. You know, I just hate this little war of things that Apple and Amazon do to each other. It's just irritating. Well, the reason you know? for that, I heard this on a podcast. There's a Kindle podcast that I listened to, and the host was interviewing, it wasn't Jeff Bezos, but it was someone with Amazon. And he came right out and said, the reason why we do that is because we want you to buy a Kindle device. Yeah. Well, Vicky got one for what? Eight, how much, What was it? What did she get it for? Like 40, oh, like $40. 40 bucks. Yeah, if I yeah. had had that deal sent to me, I may have been like, I bought a Kindle. Yeah. But I do think um, you're right. As far as if you, if you can't find something on Netflix and you have Amazon Prime, that's a really another great resource because they do have a lot of uh, you know TV shows and stuff on Amazon, more so than on Netflix. So, And Amazon is also getting into the original programming just like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one show, I think it was called Alpha House, I think it was called. I watched a couple episodes. I didn't care for it. 
So I stopped watching it, but it's original programming for Amazon. That's interesting. On Netflix, they have Orange is the New Black that people rave about. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I haven't watched it yet because yeah, I um, I'm working through House of Cards. House of Cards I watch. Yeah, and Game of Thrones. So I'm doing my best here, everyone. So there's only so much TV I can watch. I'm just... That's, that's true. You know, and I don't watch... I actually, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I only watch usually football in the fall. And the news in Cosmos. I love Cosmos. But um, as far as, you know, movies and stuff, we stream it through Netflix. We should stream more through Amazon. But... A lot of times if I feel like it, I'll be somewhere and I'll just, you know, watch a movie um, on my iPad. I don't mind mm -hmm. the real estate space on the iPad. I don't have a problem. I don't need to see a big screen necessarily. Oh, I agree. I watch it more on my iPad than I do on my TV. Now, there, that being said, there are some films for me like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I think uh, uh, Star Wars I think uh, Star Trek, all of those, you know, really big space, grandiose, epic tales, I like to see them on a big screen. But then I don't mind seeing, after I've seen them on the big screen, I don't mind seeing it again on, you know, a smaller screen. Like Breaking Bad, I watched on my iPad and it didn't bother me at all. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't need a big screen to watch, you know, that. No, I agree. Well, I know you like IMDb. Oh, my God. Internet Movie Database is like my Bible, oh, and I prefer it. I prefer it on the website versus the the i the iPad, only because not that it's bad on the iPad, but a lot of times when I'm looking things up, I want to know what season, like how many seasons was a show? Was it six seasons? Are they in their fourth season right now? Or if I'm watching something, am I doing it in the right order? Did I miss an episode? And in they don't show that on the iPad. You have to like go to the bottom of the page, whatever. Sh like if you're on, say, you know, House of Cards, and you're not sure if you're on the second season, is there a third season, or when is that season going to start? Like True Blood, True Blood starts in a couple of weeks. Well, I might want to know exactly when, so I can make sure I keep an eye out to record it. So if you go on your iPad, you have to scroll down to the bottom of the page and then it says view IMBD online or on website or something like that. I don't have it open in front of me. And then you have to click that and then it opens up what you would see on the website. So I like being able to see how many seasons a show is. But otherwise, I mean, don't you have that sitting in front of you when you're watching a movie and you see someone and you say, that guy looks familiar. Where did I see? Yeah, we do actually. And you know, they added the, you can buy your movie tickets through, um, it now as well but personally the reason i use imdb is yeah to look at the actors and to get a synopsis sometimes on a film or if we're having an argument i use it you know to go back and say oh well that character was so and so but i like the trailers i you know they come out right away with the trailers to me that's easier than youtube so i usually go there and look at the trailers and see if it's something that, you know, I'd want to see. Because there's been so much crap coming out of Hollywood, to be honest with you. I I would like to see the Di the Dallas Buyers Club, because I do like Matthew McConaughey. Um, to me, Godzilla was just a waste of two hours of my life, personally. Uh, I think Chris... I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I adore Inception. I, that's, Inception is probably one of my favorite films. It's right up there in my top three. And he's coming out with a new one called Interstellar. 
and that I think is about either a black hole or a wormhole and that one looks very very good and I think that's coming at the end of the year so I'm looking forward to seeing that I I like movies that um, make me think number one like Inception did I loved that ending because it really made me think a lot and I just the whole concept of a dream within a dream within a dream I thought that was really neat the way that he conceptualized, conceptualized that but you know I the other one I really want to see is I want to see Maleficent with Angelina Jolie. That was one of my very favorite Disney characters. Probably shows you how warped I am. <laughs> As a kid, I loved Maleficent. I thought she was far more interesting than Sleeping Beauty. So <laughs> I never heard of it. Oh, really? And I love X-Men, too. So, And I've heard the new X-Men, Days of Future Past, is really good. So that one I would like to go see as well. But um, a lot of the stuff that the junk that comes out, I'm not really a chick flick type of, you know, person. I did like Bridesmaids, I will confess to that. But, you know, some of the, like blended with Adam Sandler, it's like, oh, why are they even made? Why are people even funding those types of films? They got terrible reviews, too. Yeah, it did. Now, I'm looking on the Internet Movie Database and The Wire, and it shows... Right at the top of the page, it says episodes available on Amazon Prime Instant Video. Hmm. So it tells you right within there. Oops. Yep, that you can go on to Amazon. And I'm looking at, also on The Wire, yep, on The Wire, a lot of, of the uh, actors that are on that show came from Oz. Hmm. Did you watch that show, Oz? No, I did not. That, that one, I think... I think it might be on Netflix, but it's definitely on Amazon. That one is, it's about a jail in, um, I think it was, it took place in Baltimore. It was about uh, a very um, hardcore jail, you know, the prison and just what goes on within the prison. It, you, It's definitely, without question, not appropriate for kids. A lot of violence, a lot of nudity, a lot of foul language. And at first, I'm watching this going, why am I watching this? And But after a while, you start to understand like what drives these characters. And it was actually a pretty good show. Hmm. I actually want to... I haven't watched the new 24 yet, and I really love the old 24. And also, I've heard really good things about Fargo. So I love the movie Fargo, and I'm, I'm assuming that this might be a take on the movie. Uh, 24... We watch it. It's. We feel the first season of Twenty Four was the best. Don't be dissing Jack Bauer. Just don't well, do it. We refer to Jack Bauer <laughs> as the Jackinator. The Jackinator. You know, a combination of like you know Rambo and the Terminator. You know, because Jack can get shot, he can get stabbed, he can get run over, he can get you know, doped up on heroin. All these things has happened in the past, and he just gets up and keeps going like nothing happened. Well, kind of like Bruce Willis and all his exactly. films. Yeah, like on Die Hard, like <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis Die Hard. And just some of the things are just, you, you get to the point where you watch and you go, really? Yeah, but it's fun. I, I, don't, I know, but it's still fun. Well, it's, you know, if you want to go that way, look how uh, Walter White, look how many close calls he had and he never got yeah. caught, so... Yeah, you know. Yeah, but we watch it. We watch twenty four. Well, the other thing, getting back to IMDb, the other thing, if you want to, you know, look up 
actors and actresses and you know movies and see trailers and order movie tickets um, you can find out who's born today and which is interesting is Clint Eastwood is 84 years old today 84 I just that's amazing to me mm-hmm and Colin Farrell is only 38. That's amazing to me. I thought he was older. I still think one of my favorite Clint Eastwood films was Unforgiven. I really loved that particular film. I thought he just did a fabulous job acting in it and directing it. So yeah, Gran Torino. That was pretty. He's yeah. That was pretty good too. But I still, and I love the outlaw Jesse Wales. You know, I love all those old films. He. And Mike the Dirty Harry, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, you go on and on. Because if, if I say, even if my sister-in-law, I saw my sister-in-law last week, and I said I had liked a movie, and she's like, what? Because I hate everything. And she said, oh, my God, you liked a movie? So if I say I like a movie, it must be good. According to you. <laughs> According to me. According to me. No, well, Grant- Oh. Yeah, Gran Torino was probably my favorite Clint Eastwood movie. Really? No, he's not, I think he was good in it, but it's not my favorite, I don't think. I think I thought it was a little schmaltzy. That's why. It was a little too predictable, but that's okay. If you liked it, that's all that matters. <laughs> no, Clint Eastwood is very good. Yes, he is. Oh, Million Dollar Million Baby. Million Dollar Baby was really, oh. yeah. No, he was oh, good in that, God. too. That was an unbelievable movie. Well, speaking of tickets, if you have Fandango, um, the app downloaded on your iPad or your iPhone, that one's a really good one, too. I use that one, I, I would say, quite a bit. You know, if we're out and about and we want to get tickets and we're, we want to get them right away because it might be a film that's sold out, I have ordered tickets quite a few times on Fandango. And I think it's a really good app. It's a free app. It's easy to use gives you all when you just type in a movie it will give you all the theaters and the times that that particular movie is being shown at and then you can order the tickets right through the app so do movies still sell out oh yeah yeah they still do yeah because i remember when my husband and i were dating way back when they didn't have as many movie theaters as they do now like a movie theater would be a single theater or maybe two screens now there's you know 20 screens at these theaters and we would be in the street waiting online to see movies. And then by the time you got up to the box office, it would be sold out. And those were the days of Kramer versus Kramer. That was one we kept going to every week for weeks until we finally got in. Wow. Yeah, Kramer versus Kramer. I just remember seeing that one. But I think, at, and at that point, it was so cheap. It was, we were college students, so it was $2 to get in. Fatal Attraction was like that. When Fatal, you're right. When Fatal Attraction came out, and Star Wars too. I remember I saw Star Wars before I left for France when I was in eight, 17, 18. And I waited in line here, and people were camping out. And then when I went to France, I went to see um, it in Paris, and the lines were just down blocks, just down blocks to see it, uh, Star Wars. Well, it was. Uh, uh, what was it? La Guerre des Etoiles. That's what it was. So, yeah. So, I mean. I don't remember. If, I mean, I know we saw, the, we saw the trilogy, but I don't remember if there were lines for that. No, there were lines in Maine. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I do remember when I was younger, there were lines in the street because we lived near a big movie theater that was very, um, like when you went into the restrooms, they were, they were massive. They had couches in there and the fancy wallpaper and the fancy lighting. It looked more like a, like a, Broadway theater instead of a movie theater. It was just this really beautiful, 
beautiful theater that was right by my house. And there would be lines in the street for The Godfather <sighs> and The Sting. Oh, The Sting. Oh, Robert Redford, be still. Oh. The Sting. That was, the yeah. St- yeah. Yeah, there were lines in the street for those movies. That's why I was wondering if they still, since I don't go to the movies anymore, if there's if there's lines. Yeah, I well, I've, I don't know about lines. Yes, there was. There was lines in Tucson. Which one did we see not so long ago? And there were, when we got out of the movie, we were shocked. Um, I think it was the um, Lord of the Rings, the last, the last of the Lord of the Rings. Those were just mobbed. Um, what's nice about some of the movie theaters is that you can select your seat, like. For instance, like oh. studio movie movie grill and stuff, you can actually select the seat. You basically reserve your seat. Oh, that's so if nice. you yeah, so if you buy it through a theater like that, where you and, and some of them aren't IMAX. You know, the studio movie grills in the Alamo here are not IMAX necessarily, but they have a Dolby. You know, they have the Dolby uh, surround sound, and to me that's fine. And you can select your seat, so when you go in, you already have your seat reserved. Unlike, you know, a regular movie theater where you've got to buy your tickets and then race to get there, you know, to grab your seat. And I think that brings me up to another point. I think I'm getting really grouchy as I get older. Um, I don't know what it is, but you know, to me, if you're going to pay money for a movie, then shut off your darn phone. You know, you don't need to be texting because, you know, I don't care if you put the light down on your phone. It's irritating, you know, when you're in a dark theater. <coughs> and I've, I've noticed that more and more movie theaters are getting more strict with it. Because I know the last one we went to see Godzilla, basically there was a, uh, uh, something on the screen that said that if you are going to text during this movie... Um, you will be reported, and you will be asked to leave the theater. Like, wow, that's how you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and you will not be issued a refund. And I think, you know, people can shut off their phone. You know, if, why go to a movie if you're not going to shut your phone off for just an hour and a half? I mean, movies well, aren't even three hours. I know, what's the big deal? Instead of shutting off my phone, if we were to play, I put it on Do Not Disturb, and that way if there's an emergency from one of my kids, that will come through. Yes. But otherwise, everything else... It'll wait until the show is over. Yeah, and if you have a, a family member or a friend that's in the hospital, don't go to a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, jeez. Yeah, there was somebody, um, I have to say, that last year we went to a movie theater. We were sitting there, and she was texting, texting, texting. She was sitting next to me. I didn't say anything because, you know, the movie hadn't started. She texted all through um, the trailers. So finally, you know, when the when the feature started, I leaned over and I said, you have to shut off your phone now. And she got up and she left. And <laughs> I was thinking, I'm just, I, well, I said, please. I said, please, could you shut off your phone now? That's how I said it. It was firm, but I was nice, you know, because I thought, okay, come on. You've, you've already seen, if you had been paying attention, they've asked you three times to shut your phone off, you know, and silence your phone, no texting, blah, blah, blah. So, you, you know, they have the little things there, the warning. So she got up and she left. And when we got out of the, when we left the movie theater, there she was with her boyfriend, and they were still right next to each other texting. So she just texted the whole time. I, I, she paid for the movie, and she sat outside texting. I thought, you are addicted, girlfriend. You really are. My Lord. If you can't there shut up. There was nowhere up. else in the theater she could have moved to? I don't think so, no. Because all the other movies were off times, you know. But it was just bizarre. It was so bizarre. But, yes. you know, I used to just put up with it, and now I don't. I'm thinking, no. 
I'm just not going to. It's it, To me, it's, you know, I don't go to movies all that often, and I don't want to see somebody. I don't want to hear the, I don't want to hear the little beep or the light go on when they get a text. I just don't. Especially when you're into a movie and you're being um, transported, you know, into that scene or, you know, the story. So, mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, they have apps, and I'm not, I, I guess you use these, must use these apps prior to when the movie starts, but they have apps, and I can't remember the name of it, that will tell you at what time during the movie you can get up to leave, to go to the bathroom or go get popcorn or whatever. <laughs> I did Because you ever, like, I think, like, one time I had gone to the movie, and I foolishly had a bottle of water. <laughs> and it's one of the, it was a longer movie, and I'm just like in my seat going, oh my god, oh my god, I wish this movie would hurry up because I, you know, the water it was time, and I didn't want to get up and go into the restroom because I'm like, what if this is the good part? So I that's know. what this app is about. It it tells you when it's when you know like maybe 33 minutes into the movie. Okay, from 33 to 36 minutes. Okay, if you leave, you're not missing anything. Oh, that's a good idea. That's yeah, so a really good idea. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, it tells you when it's safe to leave because nothing of importance is going on. Well, and I think people are, you know, I know when that girl, when I asked her to shut off and she left, uh, the woman next to her mouth, she said thank you because it was bothering her. But people sometimes won't speak up. Yeah. And the thing is, movie to go out to a movie theater, it's pretty pricey, as you were saying. You've got the ticket, and if you buy a soda or popcorn or... You know, if you go to, like I was saying, a studio movie grill where you're buying, you know, a glass of wine and, you know, a pizza or something, you don't want to be distracted. You know, it's it's distracting enough when, you know, you have people going and delivering food. And people, actually, people at those places are fabulous. I mean, they, they're very quiet. But anyway, I just think good movie etiquette is always nice. Okay, here it is. The app is called Run P, R-U-N-P-E-E. -E. When the app starts, it shows you a list of movies. Each movie has a list of carefully selected P times. We try to find three to five minute long scenes that don't have crucial plot, tis, plot twists or LOL moments or exciting action. That's so a riot. Yeah, so it's telling you when. Or it's telling you, like, not to leave during the credits because there's a scene at the end of the credits. Yeah, like the X-Men do that. You have to stay for the whole thing, for sure, or you'll miss something. Yeah. And I think it's free. I think. It's not saying right here. It just says download for iPhone. Let me see what happens if I download. I'm not going to download. I'm just going to go to that page and see. Um, I think it's free. It doesn't say anything. Hmm. I mean, it's got five stars. It was just updated, updated yesterday. That's funny. Yep, it's free. Well, the next app I wanted to talk about, this is, this is for people that like to take movies as well as watch them. And it's, it used to be a little less expensive. It's now $4.99. It's called Movie 360. And it's, the subtitle is My Movies, My Life. It's a nice little app. I think when it first came out, I think I bought it for a couple bucks. But when you open the app, <clears throat> excuse me, you have different resolutions that you can select. You can select low, medium, or high. And that's 480p, 720p, and 960p. It doesn't do 1080p. But the 960 isn't too bad. 
what I like about it is so when you open it you have a little screen that is showing you in real time what you're going to be video um, I want to say videotaping, but we don't use videotape anymore, do we? <laughs> but yeah, well, you're going to be videoing, videoing. And it along the bottom, what's nice is they give you a bunch of different filters. So there's black and white. There's kind of cro a cross-process filter, which is a little yellowy, kind of a 70s look. They have some sketchy type of filters. So basically, if you select one of these filters, you can... When you do your film, you're filming within that filter, which is nice. So you don't have to do it post-processing. Uh, you're basically selecting the filter that you want. So if you know you want to do a little black and white film, then you can select the filter and do that. The other thing I like about this, it has uh, two magnifying glasses, a minus and a plus, so you can zoom and zoom out during your filming, which is really nice as well. So I like this app. I think it's a... Um, a nice little app. It also, um, you know, it's, I think it's, you know, I think it's a pretty stable app. You also can switch to camera too if you want to use any of these particular uh, filters for just a snapshot. So, I, and you can also, if you don't have a USB to put it into iTunes, then what you can do is you can just, uh, they have a little wireless feature that you can select your movie and you can upload it to iTunes, wherever you want, uh, on your Mac uh, via um, wireless. So I, I like this app, nice little app. For $5, it, you know, it's a little pricey. It probably will come down, you know, a lot of them have sales, you know, around the holidays. But if you go to App Shopper and you select it and, select that you want it when it goes on sale you know they will send you an email and you can but, but for five dollars i don't think it's bad either it's a nice little app it's got good reviews yeah it, it's it really is you know if you're really into um you know doing more video filming than you are taking photographs this is definitely one that you want in your bag to use i think i don't use the native video all that much. I tend to use this one or the other one I'm going to talk about is 8mm vintage camera. Mm -hmm. So what is that one about? Oh, I love that. I love that one. That one came out a few years ago. Um, I think I, I, I think I was one of the, the that was one of the first ones that uh, I bought was uh, the 8mm camera. And that one I love it because it, the way that it films, like say for instance you want to do noir, they have different filters too. So say for instance you want to, to, to excuse me, to film like in a 60s format uh, using that or the noir, they, it has that, you know the frames when you see those old movies, you know, with the reel-to-reel, -reel, you know how it kind of, it's a little jumpy? That's what 8mm um, vintage camera does. It, kind of has that uh, jumpy feeling when you're filming it. It's great for a retro, for a retro feel. I took a film of my grandmother uh, when she was alive and I used the Pila uh, filter, which is kind of a yellow 70-ish filter. And everyone thought it was an old film of her and it wasn't. She was 100 years old or close to it. So I really like this. This is definitely a retro film if you're looking for that particular type of effect 
This one is a really nice stable app. I've used it frequently and I really, really like it. So another app I like to use for streaming is um, HBO Go. Do you have HBO? No, I do not. No. I don't watch a lot it's, of TV. It's too bad that that the cable companies have such a hold on the you know the, the HBOs and Cinemax and Showtime that you can't just buy HBO on its own. That you have to have cable and then you have to and you have to have digital cable. At least here you do. And then you can buy HBO. Because HBO Go, if you have HBO on your cable box, you can get HBO Go for free. Well, I should rephrase that. Anybody can get HBO Go for free, but you have to have a cable subscription in order to use it. And not everyone is 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 included because you have to choose your provider because we have Showtime. And I downloaded the Showtime app, except Time Warner isn't part of the app. So I couldn't use Showtime on my iPad. But the nice thing is all the shows that are on HBO are on HBO Go. Hmm. So if you like to watch Game of Thrones, you can watch it on on HBO. And what's nice with Game of Thrones is they have this interactive guide at the same time. So as you're watching it, across the bottom is a map of where they are. And then maybe little um, little interviews with the characters discussing what's going on at that particular moment. I don't really use it because it's too distracting for me. But it's there if you're interested. It has a lot of the older shows. Actually, I think The Wire is on that, if I remember. Let me open that up real quick. I think The Wire is on there. Um, let's see, HBO... It's got a lot of a lot of movie a ton of movies are on here. Let me see. Movie series. Okay. There's a lot of the older ones like Big Love, Boardwalk Empire, Curb Your Enthusiasm is on here. Entourage, which we still haven't watched the last two seasons, so we can watch it through this this app. Uh, Game of Thrones. In treatment. Oh, if you never see have you ever seen In Treatment? No. Really, really, Gabriel Byrne, really good show. It was only on for three or four seasons, and it's got 15 episodes a season. Really good. Really good show. Um, Oz is on here. Sex and the City. The Sopranos. Oh, The Wire. So there's another place if you want to watch The Wire on HBO Go or on Amazon. True Detective is on here. True Blood. And then in addition to documentaries, movies, so the only um, the only drawback with HBO Go app is that you have to have an HBO um, subscription on your cable provider. Hmm. That's the only drawback. So it's 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 making it difficult to cut the cord. Yeah. Because I'm constantly calling up uh, Time Warner and saying, "How are you going to decre- decrease my bill? You're charging me this ridiculous amount of money." And then they keep saying, "But we're giving you this, this, and this." And I keep saying, "But we don't watch that much TV." Actually, we were watching on um, Cinemax. We were watching Banshee. My husband got into that show someone told him about. And once the show was over, I canceled Cinemax. We don't watch any movies. No, I... It seems like all the movies are older. Yeah, I'm, I just don't watch TV that much. I, I watch things with my iPad or, like I said, Netflix or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm... By the time these movies get to HBO Cinemax, Showtime... I do wish I had watched The Sopranos. I heard good things about The Sopranos, but... Season one was the best. But it's what's worth watching. There's certain scenes where you just go, oh my gosh. But, and the ending was kind of... 
flat. Different. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the the ending was dark screened. <laughs> it was one of those. It was one of those endings where you said, "Come on, really?" Abrupt. <laughs> I've heard the ending was a real cop out. A lot yeah. of people felt it was a cop out. Yeah. So, and that's frustrating yeah, when was. you've invested. I think I heard that about Dexter. I know my son said yeah. as well. He was invested in Dexter, and he said it was one of the worst endings of. He said, I just feel like I've wasted, you know, my life watching it. And that's yeah. really too bad because I think it really is on the, I think it's a huge responsibility for um, creators, you know, of these very popular television shows like Vince Gilligan of Breaking Bad that you have to really honor the characters. You can't go really out in left field and and try to come up with something either to make a, a you know, a sequel later on or... You have to be true to your characters that you've developed. You know, what I was telling you before we were recording, Six Feet Under. Yeah. It, it, had, a, it had a fabulous series finale. Oh, well, it's the same it thing was... with Walter White. There was no, I know Brian Cranston, we were talking about the comments that Brian Cranston had made, the open-ended comments to Ashley uh, Banfield. Um, I think he was just playing with her, but, you know, when she said, is Walter White dead? And he said, well, you know, you didn't see him in a body bag. But I just don't think Vince would do that because it was such a perfect ending to such a wonderful show. And the acting, it was phenomenal. I, it would just ruin it. It would, it would, it would, it would really desecrate the whole show, I think. I know that's pretty strong, but it, I think it would. That, it, there was not a more perfect ending than the ones that Vince came up with, you know. So, and again, when you think about the type of cancer that he had, seriously, he's going to, he, he just can't survive that. You know, lung cancer is a very virulent cancer. So I think he, he stayed true to the character and his disease and everything right through the series. But just to get back for a second on the 8mm Vintage, um, that's a $2 app. It's a great app. And you, you also... Can you can load videos from your camera roll. I don't think I mentioned that, and apply the that effect. And also, it it ha it's a jitter. That's what it's called, like a jitter. I don't know all the terminology or the nomenclature for cinematography, only photography. But you also have the option not to um, s select a jitter. There's different film reels that you can select and one has a vignetting effect to that if you want to select that so just a nice app and that's one they've always updated and it's a stable app and I think that's important that's really one of my pet peeves in the app store is when you have a really popular app and it's been you know the last update's been 2010 you know seriously it hardly works on I've had to delete so many apps that no longer work on iOS 7 that really that really uh, ticks me off to be honest with you. Yeah, I've been going through my apps and sorting them by date. And the funny thing is, and I know this has nothing to do with movies, but the funny thing is when you click on it and you said, get info on the iTunes store, it's a totally different app. Yeah, sometimes it might be, um, say it's by, um, you know, the Wesson company is is the app that the app developer of the app that's on your on your computer and then when you go look at it it might still be the Wesson company but it's a totally different app but more often than not I get something that's totally different as in different company it's like they reuse they reuse the uh, the link well some have actually sold a particular app you know um, 
or they had, like Ghostbird Software, for instance, had KitCam, and they ended up. I can't remember. They sold it to someone. Um, my mind's. I can't remember it. But another developer came in and said, "Well, we would, we would, we really like KitCam. We want to make an app very similar to that. You know, the same type of lenses, blah blah blah. And we will keep updating it. And so now there's Kit Camera, which is pretty much like KitCam, almost the exact same um, app." So I do think that sometimes I think if a developer, I know I've read where photo developers have had a popular app, they no longer want to support the app. And they've actually gone on some blogs and said, you know, would anybody like to take over this app and, you know, keep it, uh, you know, current and do the all the updates and everything. And some have. So that's good because then you still have that app being updated and it's not a dead app. What irritates me, Elisa, is when you have a very popular app and you know they've made a lot of money on an app, and then they just forget about it. They don't continue to make a, a resolution that's current with, you know, the new iPhones. Um, you know, it's not stable. It crashes a lot. They don't address that. That irritates me because, you know, you have paid your money. And granted, I know it's been two bucks or whatever you you paid for the app. But if you have an app that's in your arsenal that you really like using for something and, and it's your go-to app, that's when... You know, I have a problem with it. It's like, just just sell it. Give it to somebody else that wants to take it over. Well, my last app is Ellen DeGeneres came out with this um, game called Heads Up. It's an app. It's the best buck you're ever going to spend. I'm telling you, it's a fabulous app. If you have a group of friends over or your family, you don't, you, you just want to spend some family time and you like trivia. It's a blast. You load the app onto your i I haven't used it on the iPad. We've only used it on the iPhones. <clears throat> and so basically you have to select somebody. You select a a person that's going to go first and they select the category. And it's re, it's like that old game password. Do you remember password? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's different rules. So when you select a particular category, they'll you know like act it out. You can't see any words. It's like charades. You have to mime it. Um, but they have like, you know, rock stars and they have uh, accents. It's a it's hilarious. And it's so much fun because it's it's competitive, you know, and because it, it keeps score and it, you're it's ticking down. So you have to really think of these things like, say, for instance, if you had uh, brand names, that's one of my very favorite categories is brand names. So if it's like Coke, you know, you could say pep, you know, the opposite of Pepsi or, you know, something like that. But you have a time um, clock that's ticking down. And if you can't think of something, you know, like because you're playing opposite each other, and we usually have four or five people when we do it, that, uh, so we play teams, is that you can pass. So basically, if you, if you, um, need to pass you just flip the iPhone back and it goes to the next phone uh, to the next word if you you know get it then you flip it forward and you go on to the next word it's a blast to play and they have more and more categories that are in-app purchases so it's a dollar for you know additional categories but it's a lot of fun I highly recommend that it's it, it's it's great uh, it's, it's, it's a great summer game, you know, if you're outside or around a campfire or, um, you know, 
just with a family get-together, like Fourth of July coming up, it, it's a real fun game to play, heads up. Uh, Ellen did a great job with it. I don't know who she had developed. She, if it was her idea, totally, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I give, it wouldn't surprise me if it was hers. Yeah, she's, it's just so much fun to play. Oh, my gosh. We, my husband does a really good job acting things out, so we always try to give him that category because he is an absolute riot. I mean, we're, we just sit and we practically cry when he's acting things out. So I, it's just fun. You know, it's very lighthearted, good, clean fun. So is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up for today? Not for me. That's pretty much my whole movie thing. I like. I do. I've been getting actually getting more and more into taking more videos. I haven't really bit, done a lot of uh, videography with my iPhone. My husband does. He does a lot of videos with his iPhone. So he's kind of inspiring me. So I've been really working more with taking videos rather than just um, photographs all the time. So. Well, there's, there is a way that you can combine those two. Um, there is an app, let me look it up, make sure I tell you the right name, that I got when I was at Macworld called Flashback. And what it does is when you, it takes a picture, so you use it as a photography, but what it does is it takes a couple of seconds before mm -hmm. and a couple of seconds after and it takes it as a video. Oh, that's neat. And then what you can do is you take all these pictures and you can take each video and you can... You can cut it and crop it and do what you need to do, and it puts it together like a video. And what was the name of that it's, again? It's called Flashback. Flashback, okay. I think it was free during Macworld, but I want to say it's two ninety nine now. Okay. Something like that. And I used it when my niece, um, her daughter's first birthday party. And I, I was very rough. I just took some pictures. I threw everything together, put some music on top. It took about a minute video. They loved it. And I didn't do any work. I could have just did a better job splicing and things like that, but I just kind of threw it all together very quickly. And it, it's, it's fun. So it makes a little video of your pictures. Yeah, because, you know, the other thing what's really nice about taking a video is there's several apps out there. I have video pics, and I also have still shot. And there was another one I downloaded, but I already had a couple of them. And so if you take a video, then you can go, using one of these apps, you can go back and you can select a frame and actually save it as a photograph. So that's really nice. So you're not necessarily missing photographs while you're taking the video. Yeah, it's called Flashback. It's $2.00. And it offers okay. in-app purchases. So what's the IAP? Oh, sticker packs. So, yeah, just $2 for the app if that's what you want without any stickers, which I don't use that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it has quite a few editing features, actually, t as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just put everything together really quick. Yeah, you can add text. You can sharpen it. You can fix the red eye. No, that's good. That's, that's really good. I like to see that. Huh. Well, thanks for sharing that one. I haven't heard yeah. of that one. Yeah, it's, it's fun. So we're going to wrap up for today, and we would like to know, what's your favorite movie? I've been watching the Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Stephen King. Um, awesome, awesome. He was from Maine. I met him once. I, I, he asked me for a quarter, and I was so tongue-tied. Thank <laughs> God I had a quarter on me. <laughs> but we used to go up to um, Bangor, where he lives, and he has this really cool gate, um, 
in front of his house that has, you know, bats, metal bats and spider webs. He and Tabitha have the coolest house, I swear, uh, you know, uh, in northern Maine. So, yeah, he's a prolific writer, that's for sure. Yeah, that's such, it's been on a lot. But that is a fabulous, fa you know, the Green Mile, uh, his, one of his two, yeah. And, you know, it's so yeah, funny because they're not horror, and that's the first time I ever read, read Stephen King um, was Carrie, and then, of course, I saw Sissy Spacek in the movie. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. A long time yeah. ago. And then Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot scared the daylights out of me. I had to sleep with the light on in my bedroom for a while after that. So, yeah, he's... Uh, He's actually made he made it difficult for me when I was a teenager to actually sleep in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, Shawshank, Shawshank is oh. probably one of the best movies ever. Yeah. And it's what, nineteen ninety four? Yeah. So about twenty oh, yeah. years old now? Yeah. Tim Ro Tim and Robbins. Still. It is very powerful acting in that. Same thing with the Green mm -hmm. Mile. I thought that the acting mm -hmm. was just phenomenal in that. Yeah. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman is in um, Shawshank Redemption and he's he's always fabulous. Well, you know, he was the voice um, in the Lego movie of one of the little characters, uh, Vit Vitrius, I think it was. I'm not going to tell you, but I watched the Lego movie the other night. I heard good things about it. It was cute. You know... I heard good things about it. I played with Legos when my kids were small, and that is, it's amazing how that is the longevity of Legos and what they build with them. It's absolutely fantastic. I went into the Lego store here in Dallas, and I saw, I almost bought it. They had the eye um, of Suriman. They had the whole Lord of the Rings uh, things that you can build out of Legos. That was really tempting, except it's really expensive. But, boy, mm -hmm. that, oh, if I had a grandchild, that's what I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for them. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, I would, sure. <laughs> Let Grandma help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, we want to hear from you. Your favorite movies, your favorite movie apps. Uh, do you love the Shawshank Redemption as much as we do, or do you like something else better? Let us know. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I gave you uh, all the ways that you can contact us. If you just go to 3geekyladies.com, the number three spelled out, you'll find all our contact information. I want to thank you very much for listening, and thank you for, let, uh, for being part of our lives for the last two years. And it's probably going to be a few weeks before we record again. Uh, the three of us have a lot of things going on in the month of June. So we will be back as soon as we have some free time in our schedule. So until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. hard drive otherworld computing at maxsales.com how about a hard drive enclosure otherworld computing at maxsales.com optical drives memory mac and ios accessories otherworld computing at maxsales.com fantastic support video how-tos otherworld computing at maxsales.com think it's difficult to find the right components that will work with your mac OWC makes it easy to get just what you need, and you can rest easy knowing it will be exactly what works with your computer. Still unsure? 
give them a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-800-275-4576 and talk to their sales associates or support staff and see for yourself. That's 1-800-275-4576 or online to otherworldcomputing at maxsales.com.